I'm I'm kind of at the forefront of it, and I would love to be the first woman to pin all four horsewomen and really be at the forefront of the new generation of women. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin, and this week we've got... On, I, I'm just going to be honest here. I got a little bit of a secret. This is probably one of my favorite people to interview in all of WWE because ever since I've met her, the first interview I ever did with her, she was one of the nicest, coolest people that I had ever spoken with. So I'm really happy to have her on the show this week for a longer conversation. She's the toughest, she's the fastest, she's the strongest, she's the quickest, like I said, she's the nicest and the coolest, the EST of WWE, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Bianca, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, I'm so excited. So how much, I, I usually start off every interview asking the same question, and I kind of feel like I know the answer to this one already, but I want to ask you anyway. How much of your real true self would you say there is in the character of Bianca Belair? Um, pretty much it's who I am. Um, and, and honestly, it's really who I really wanted to be when I was a little girl. Um, you know, if I can go back and people always say, like, if you can go back and tell your younger self something, what would it be? And it would be everything that I'm doing now. Um, that little quiet, shy girl who was a little bit insecure and was so worried about what everybody else had to say about her, was so mental and in her head and got in her own way. Um, who Bianca Belair is now is who I wanted to be then. Um, so it's exactly who I've grown to be as an adult uh, in, in everything that I've been through. And so everything that I preach out there about being the ESG, it's, it's the same things that I preach to myself every morning that I wake up and being unapologetically me. It's how I live my life now. And that's what I really want to showcase in the ring for other people too. Yeah, when I was doing research for this, I went and I found your old YouTube channel from when you were still doing CrossFit stuff. And you, it, it, I felt like I was watching the same person still, even though you know it had a different name. I, I felt like I was watching the exact same person still. Like you're doing these intense workouts and you were, you know, positioning yourself in the way that you wanted people to see you. And I just think it's so cool. I personally enjoy seeing when somebody is able to reach the level that they want, you know? So it's really cool to see that you've been able to achieve the things that you wanted to achieve way back then. Thank you. I, for, I completely forgot about those videos, which is crazy because I've actually started doing a little bit more CrossFit training now because I've missed it so much. And that's really when I really became, came into myself as a woman and, and started really just embracing who I was and being like carefree it was in CrossFit. But those videos, man, those were some intense, crazy workouts. But like I said, it, it, it's crazy because I feel like even everything that I've done up until that point and now led me to where I am now. Um, and it's just been a part of my journey and my story. In one of those videos I watched, you're right they are intense workouts because you're like you beat like a room full of dudes it's like it's it's men and women competing in this one and you're like i i'm not a workout guy so i don't know the exact term but the one when you like pull it up like that and put it up you did like a hundred of those in a row and you're just like going like a machine and the other guys behind you are like going so slow and they're tired and you've got like someone in your face going like go bianca go 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 and you you it's so impressive it was crazy that's the other, like, that's what I love to do is to go in the gym. And like, I used to go in there with like, literally like polka dots and hearts on and like super just like, I always wore lipstick to, to, to the gym because I was like, it highlights my femininity, but like, I'm still lifting more than the guys in the building. Like that was always my phrase. And, you know, I, I always wanted to just 
beat that stereotype and that misconception of like, oh, she lives so heavy for a girl. And it's like, no, I live heavy and I just happen to be a girl. So it's amazing to be in that in that position and trying to fight those stereotypes years ago. And now I'm in WWE now where we, we are doing that, you know, we're, we're breaking the glass ceiling for women weekly. Like we're main event, like Raw, SmackDown, the women have been the main event weekly um, for the past few weeks, like back to back. And main eventing with Sasha at, at WrestleMania and winning the ESPY. And I'm just jumping ahead of myself, but like now I'm in this amazing company that, that really amplifies women's presence and voices inside the ring and outside the ring. So it's just like a perfect fit. Well, you know, when I first spoke with you way back in the NXT days, I think the first time I interviewed you was like when NXT was about to go live on, on USA. And I remember even then you were saying like, that how much you wanted to be a role model for, for younger women, uh, you know, for your community and stuff like that. So now, you know, now that you're getting to do that, it has to be such a trip that like you've gotten there and you're getting to do the thing that you've wanted to do for so long. I mean, it's gotta feel cool to know that you're inspiring so many people while you're doing this. It's very cool, um, but it's not this thing of um, like blowing my ego up. Like, oh, all these people are looking at me. I'm the face of this. It's not even about that. Um, you know, it's just about having the impact in, in on on younger people. And I, and some, some, like when you hear role models, I feel like it's just like this misconception that you're always talking about younger people. It's also people your age, people older than you. I always say like you either get inspired, you either get jealous or you get inspired. And that's what really sets people apart. Um, but the fact that like I'm able to inspire people and, and possibly change their lives and, and show them how big that they can dream that's amazing to me because I mean I do interviews all the time where I talk about you know when I was a kid and my role models and how they they showed me how big I could dream they showed my possibilities they really showed me like where I fit in the world and society um and the fact that I can be doing that for someone else that's really what this is about uh you know having this title is amazing and it's cool it's cool for it to be on my waist but now that we're in front of like fans now and I get to celebrate with everyone and Hopefully I can be showing other people what's possible for them. Cause like Ni Naomi did it for me at the age of 27. When, before I got into WWE, she was the role model for me, representation for me. So it's not just for little girls and it's not just for women. It's for all genders, races, uh, religions. It doesn't matter who you are. Like it's, as long as I'm inspired, that's really what this is about for yeah, me. I, yeah, no, totally understandable. In fact, I, you know, when you say that, I, I was just thinking about how normally when I say someone's inspiring someone, I do tend to go towards children, but like I'm inspired every day by people, you know, like, and I'm a grown man, you know? And so uh, I, that, that totally makes sense. You know, there's people who, I get inspired by people who are younger than me, you know, where I'm like, man, that person, that's cool what they're doing. Like, I wanna go down a path like that, or I wanna touch people like that. And that's why with this show, you know, I've tried to kind of focus it more on like learning about the person if possible, because I do think that relating with someone like you or a Nikki Ash or a Seamus or whoever, Charlotte, for me, it was Charlotte, you know, I think that that helps people. So it's cool to hear these kinds of things. And I think that, um, you know, seeing someone's journey and seeing how you don't have to only be inspired as a child, but you can be inspired to make changes as an adult too. I think that's super important uh, for people to learn. Yeah, that is definitely is because even now, you know, you, I feel like if you, if you ever stop trying to learn, you're complacent. Uh, and if you ever stop being inspired, you're never gonna you're never gonna keep growing. So it, it's cool that 
you know, I'm possibly inspiring little girls and, and people my age and people older than me. Um, it, it's, it's a really cool feeling. So I know you're a big hip hop fan. So I want to know, uh, how did you, how did meeting Megan Thee Stallion at Lollapalooza come about? Man, so, I mean, I've always been a, a huge fan of Meg. I, you know, I actually did a couple of interviews before Rolling Loud, and they were like, if you could ever team up with anyone, who would you pick? And Meg was always at the top of my list. So I've always been a fan of her art and her music. And, you know, the opportunity was just like, it was there. She was going to Lollapalooza in Chicago. I had a show that night in Milwaukee. It was like maybe like an hour away. And so the opportunity presented itself to where we could meet each other. It was really cool. We just kind of took a few pictures and, we chatted it up for a few minutes and it was like right before she had to head off to Lollapalooza and I had to hurry up and get in the car and drive to Milwaukee. I got to the show like right as the show was starting. So it was just so cool to like just link up and, and just chat for a bit, but it was fun. It, um, you know, it was just, I'm just glad that 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 that, that moment could happen. Did you kind of like, <laughs> did you kind of like put it, the, the, the word in there to see if she wants to come to SummerSlam or any future WWE events? <laughs> Well, we definitely talked, we talked about music and then we talked about WWE and, you know, um, I, I, you know, I mentioned like, yeah, I just did an interview and I was saying like, if I could ever tag, tag team with anybody or work with, collab with anybody, like it would definitely be you. And, and, you know, she was actually at Rolling Loud, but she was there another night that we were in there. So we didn't really get to meet that night. So I'm glad that we could just definitely meet that day. So I don't know, the possibilities are endless. I mean, WWE was at Rolling Loud on the same stage as all the top hip hop rappers and so who knows what can happen how crazy was that that you guys were at rolling loud performing on like a concert festival stage the setting looked awesome it was amazing i mean before i even found out that we were going to rolling loud when the lineup came out my husband and i we were actually looking at the lineup and like trying to figure out if we could go like looking at the tickets um so once i found out that we were going but we were also like having a match and then I was going to be defending my title. I was super excited for it. Um, I mean, for me, it was just really cool to have like my two worlds uh, collide and, and intersect with each other, you know, with my culture and then th that I'm so passionate about and then WWE that I'm so passionate about the like the first time I feel like it, it, it meshed together. And I saw it was a girl on, on Twitter who was tweeting about it and she was saying how like it was the she was at Rolling Loud and she was a hip hop fan and a wrestling fan. And she's like, this is the first time I've ever felt completely whole. And that was the same feeling that I had to be on that stage at Rolling Loud. It was like a WrestleMania feel. It was 80,000 people. So it was just cool to be on the same stage as the same like top hip hop artists and rappers and be on, like on that, we were on the same exact stage as them in front of all those fans. Um, and it was cool to even like when we pulled up, it was a couple of people backstage that were like, hey, can I get a picture with you? And I was like, okay, cool. Some wrestling fans here. And like, even when we looked out in the crowd, it was a couple of wrestling fans, but it was just also cool to be out there in front of non-traditional wrestling fans to just get that exposure and to have that production to smack down and show like, this is who we are. This is how big we are. And we have diversity here. We have representation here. Like WWE is inclusive. Like there is somebody here for you, anybody. Like I said, WWE transcends across our religions, races, like genders, everything. So there's somebody here for everyone. That's what's so cool. You can watch WWE and find somebody that you relate to. Um, but it was just cool. Like, cause like music has been such a huge part of WWE like our interest music, pay-per-view theme songs, like Bad Bunny just came over and showed out at WrestleMania. 
So just, you know, just you really like intersecting those those, those two wrestling and, and hip hop and trying to bring more eyes to the product. It was just a cool moment. And I was just so happy to be the person that was there doing it. It was dope. Do you enjoy having the challenge of having to turn people who might not be fans like that? Yeah, I mean, because you gotta think about it. like my my journey into WWE, it was is is unique. I wasn't someone who grew up watching wrestling every week, and I and I'd never imagined myself being a WWE superstar. But now that I am, I don't I can't imagine myself being anything other than that. So I feel like I understand how it, what it is to not necessarily be that traditional hardcore WWE wrestling fan, but I know what it what it felt like once I discovered it and got involved in it. So to be able to possibly give that feeling to someone else and be like, hey, just watch, like, trust me, you'll enjoy it. Come to a show, there's nothing like the WWE universe. Like you get addicted to it, it's amazing. So it's really cool to be in front of, um, you know, more non-traditional wrestling fans that were just like me a few years ago and to maybe be able to give them that feeling because one thing I can say that I regret is I wish that I could have experienced WWE as a kid. Um, like imagine me watching women and, and, and men and, and all these amazing people doing these amazing things. And it's, it, I just wish I could have experienced that. So it was cool. The, the, the challenge was cool. And I say we have to start somewhere. It's not going to happen overnight, but we could have started, WWE could have started small and we started huge on the grandest stage of them all, like at the, at the biggest hip hop festival in the world. But that really just shows you how big WWE is that, that we could get on that same stage. So I love the challenge. Are there any um, play, like any places like that, like a Rolling Loud or, you know, how there used to be wrestling pay-per-views at Sturgis. Are there any like big things like that or settings like that that you think would make for a cool wrestling show in the future? Man, I just think that Rolling Loud has opened the door for so many things. Like the possibilities are so endless. Um, I think that any type of festival, any type, like I would love, I've always wanted to go to the Essence Festival. Um, you know, we have so many women in WWE that, that so much diversity there from, from everyone that's in the locker room that we can go to Essence Festival and really put on for the women in, in, in WWE. Uh, that would be really, really cool to do, I think. Um, but I mean, I just think that Rolling Loud opens the door for so many possibilities and, and, and hopefully we can continue with these collaborations in the future. You see, I love when, you know, people aren't gatekeepers and they're able to introduce people to new music or wrestling or new entertainment mediums. You know, one of the times when I interviewed you leading up to WrestleMania, I asked you something similar, like a hip hop person you'd love to collaborate with or something like that. And one of the people you mentioned was Sweetie. And I had never heard of her before. I'd never heard of her before, but I love expanding my mind when it comes to new music. So, uh, well, actually, the reason I learned her, her real name is because you said her name and then I, <laughs> I had the interview transcribed for me and the guy wrote her name as Sweet Tea. And then I put that yeah. up on the site and everyone was like, her name's not Sweet Tea, it's Saweetie, you know? And I was like, oh crap. So then to make up for it, I went and listened to her music to just to, you know, become a fan to make up for that. And, uh, and then I heard that Best Friend song and I was like, this song is dope. So then I was really, I felt like ahead of the game when that song blew up a few weeks later. I was like, oh yeah, Bianca put me on game with Sweetie, I like it. But that's really what it's all about. That's the same thing that happens at Rolling Loud when we walk out and some people are like, oh, I've never seen them before. But just that our name is in the conversation now, people go and they're like, oh, I never knew. Let me go check it out. And then just like you found out about 
Sweetie, then you know people found him more out about Bianca Belair and Carmella and 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 Street Profits and Otis and Chad, and they just go and they keep digging and digging. And next thing you know, they're watching WWE Raw SmackDown every week. <laughs> now, speaking of our previous interviews, the last time we spoke was leading up to WrestleMania, where you went on to win the SmackDown Women's Title in the main event of Night One. So cool! Congratulations again. In the hundred days that followed, what have you learned most about being a champion in WWE? Um, I've learned that you have a target on your back. Everyone is coming for you. I've also learned that it starts over. Everything starts over. Um, you know, you, you, in your mind, you think that like, oh, when I become champion, like I've already proven myself, I'm champion. What else do I have to prove? No, you are a champion. Now everybody's seeing like, okay, sh show us what you got. Show us why you deserve to be champion. So everything kind of starts over. Um, you're proving yourself every single day. Uh, opportunities just keep coming fast and you know becoming champion it's not just you know you don't get to just sit back and people just are fighting to get to you no you're working overtime it, it's so much work it's a huge responsibility and um you just keep you, you have to keep proving yourself over and over and over again the work never stops but it's been it's cool and I love it because I love working I always say I'm me and my husband we believe in not just doing the bare minimum we always go over and beyond. So I feel like this is perfect. I'm enjoying it. I love it. And I love competition. So I love having a target on my back. Is it, I, I feel like people before they get the title, they underestimate that. Do you, were you kind of underestimating the amount? Like, I'm sure you knew it was gonna take a lot of work, but, I'm, but did you know it was gonna take this much work to be champion? I kind of knew, knew a little bit because my husband and Street Profits, they were tag team champions. Um, in NXT, on Raw, and on SmackDown. Uh, <laughs> so I kind of saw a little bit with him. But with me, yeah, you, you do you do underestimate. Like I said, sometimes, you know, you get this thing of like, oh, you become champion, and now you kind of just get to sit back and let everybody fight to get to you. I, there's been no sitting back for me. No, people are coming at you left and right. Um, you, you know, you're, you're, you're the person, you're the face of, of, of SmackDown and, and you're the person that's representing for the locker room and you want to make sure that you represent very well. So the same thing I've said before, like I've always felt like I've never been able, you know, I don't go out there and just compete. I have to worry about not just competing, but representing for me, for my people, for my culture, but now I'm representing for SmackDown and for the whole entire women's locker room. And I want to put on and, and put on and show up and show out every single time. And, you know, the schedule, it gets busy, but you also, you also get opportunities. Like you get to go meet Meg Thee Stallion. You get to hang out with her right before you, but then you have to get on the road and drive hour and a half to Milwaukee to make sure that you can make your show in time as well. So it's just a cool experience, but it's a lot of hard work. The hard work does not stop. It just starts over and gets even harder actually. Well, since you're such a perfectionist, you see, well, at least it seems that way. Um, have you gone back and watched the match that you had with Sasha? Yeah. Yeah. Just like um, once, twice. Like what, what, what was your vibe with it? I've watched it twice. Um, I watched it back by myself first. Um, it, I, I let it, it took me like a day to watch it because I didn't want to, I wanted to enjoy the moment because I didn't want to watch it like that night and I'm just picking it apart because I'm always 
my 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 biggest critic, you know. Um, and it's all I always feel like I can do something better. <laughs> uh, so it took. I, I waited like a day a day or two to watch it, and then I watched it with my parents to to, to enjoy it with them because my dad literally pauses and rewinds <laughs> everything every two seconds. Uh, so I was like, I can't watch it with them for the first time. But <laughs> but uh, no, that match it was just. Whew, I felt like. I, only, I can't really watch it a lot because it gives me goosebumps and it makes me, I tear up uh, at the beginning every time. Um, and I have to like prepare myself to be able to watch it because like that whole moment, like I said, that whole moment was bigger than me. It was bigger than Sasha. It was bigger than the both of us as everyone could tell in the beginning. Um, I get those same feelings, but just watching it back, I feel like that match was just like bread and butter. It just, everything clicked. Um, everything worked out for, for, for me in my favor. Um, you know, it was just, it's one of my, it's my favorite match that I've ever been a part of. And I think that it's gonna be hard to top that. Um, and it was just a moment that's gonna go down in history, not just for the technical part of the match or the emotional part of the match. It's just the whole entire moment was just amazing. Yeah, I, I totally understand what you mean about having to wait a few days to watch something yeah. back that you did, because I'm the same way. I, I pick apart every single thing that I yeah. did when I watch something I did, what watch something I did, so I wait a few days too, so I don't start beating myself up and I can enjoy the glow of it. But, you know, I, okay, so then, since you do do, since you do that, what was your biggest criticism of the match in your eyes? Um, there like, on was, your part. on my part, um, there was a moment in the match where I feel like two moments, actually, there was a moment in the match where I feel like I went away from trying to compete and win to, um, like trying to show off a little bit, like, and I think that I was doing it for myself in the match to build my self-confidence, but also trying to prove to Sasha that like, I'm nothing to play with. And it was a moment when I was doing the stalling suplexes when I could have just hit the suplex and possibly, who knows, maybe gotten the cover, maybe gotten a one, two, three off of that. But I went to slingshot her off the ropes and I could have just gone with that when I was like, nah, look, look, look I'm, I'm about to show her what I got. And went to do it again. And then she, I took too long. She started fighting and then I had to muscle, muscle her up. She fought again, muscled her up. And then I finally, I finally did get the suplex. But by that time I had ex exerted so much of my energy um, in that moment. So I've learned from that. And then it was a moment um, after the 450, I kind of freaked out when she kicked out of the pin. And whoo, uh, I freaked out and I'm like, okay, I gotta keep my composure there. I, I let her see that I freaked out. It was like, a, a, you know, I let everybody else see that I freaked out, but most important, I let her see that I freaked out. But it was just some, um, but th those two moments to me like really stuck out. It was just like, okay, you gotta like compete <laughs> and, and, not, and, and pick your moments when you're gonna showboat and when you're gonna compete type of thing. Yeah, I was there live and I would honestly say, cause I just, cause I mean, I'm such a fan of yours from just the conversations we've had that being there live and seeing that for me, 
it was one of my favorite wrestling memories now just because like i was so pumped when you finally won and you got the match you won the big one and then you know montez comes right now and not, since i was there live i'm not sure i don't think all of that aired but like when montez came out and like put you on his shoulders and then you went out and you're you know hugging your family i mean it was just like i'm getting goosebumps now talking about it it was just so it was such a special moment yeah that 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 moment to me my two favorite parts of, of that whole entire match was the first part um because you know when when you're at wrestlemania the 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 number one uh advice you get from almost everyone everyone says just slow down slow down in the beginning soak it in because it's going to happen and it's going to be over before you know it so in the beginning i just i wanted to slow down and the first time that i stood still was when I was in the mat, in the ring, standing across from Sasha Banks and we could hear the crowd. We had the fans back for the first time in over a year. And everything, I'm like, wow, this anticipation has built up. Wow, we didn't know if we were gonna be main event. Now we are, and now I'm in this ring, standing across from Sasha Banks with our fans, main eventing. And without us even having to touch each other or say anything, just us two standing there, we were already making history. And um, anybody that's passionate about anything, anybody that understands how important representation is, um, that moment was overwhelming for me, but I wanted to feel it. And Sasha allowed me to have that moment. She was having it too. We allowed each other to have that moment. Um, And that was like one of my favorite parts of the match. And then afterwards, being able to celebrate with my family, uh, being able to, the first thing I did was look for my mom, my daddy. I'm like, I did it. I did it, you know? And, uh, it was just like a huge sigh of relief. And I remember just going over there my brother was in the audience and I just looked at him and I'm just like, can you believe it? And he's like, no. Cause he was the, he was the huge wrestling fan. He was the person who watched wrestling every single week. He had all the action figures for Christmas. And he's like, I cannot believe that my sister just won WrestleMania. (laughs) So we're having this moment with each other. And my mom is there, my daddy's there. And just to be able to just celebrate with them and with the fans, because I feel like it was just like, they deserved it. Like they stuck with us through this whole entire crazy year. And now they were sticking with me in that moment. Um, I always say I compare it to like, when you're getting married on your wedding day, you're doing this amazing thing that you're so excited about doing. And then you have all your family, friends and loved ones there that get to witness witness you doing it and celebrate with you. That's what that moment felt like. And whew, uh, it was just amazing, um, amazing. <laughs> I also feel like every single entertainer, even if they might not admit it, whether they're an actor, wrestler, musician, producer whatever i think their ultimate goal is to be remembered forever i think that they want to like have it when they pass away one day 20 years from now after they're they're gone that someone goes bianca belair she was a legend you know like she main evented wrestlemania like that's what you technically want you want someone after you're gone people to still remember you and i think that like when you talk about the history that you and sasha had just staring each other down before you even locked up i think like that's what that was but you're like oh my god it happened this is the thing I'm forever going to be remembered for. And that's got to be a cool feeling. It's a very cool feeling. And it's for me too. I remember that whole day just walking around the stadium and um, just trying to contain my emotions the whole day. And, and in that ring, that's when they all came out. And I kept having this feeling of like, this is my life. And 
everything that I've like been through and the journey that I that I've gone and, and had no idea that I was going to get to this place and now I'm here and I just understood the significance of it and how blessed I was because you know this is when you're in WWE that's everyone's goal they want to go to WrestleMania they want to main event WrestleMania some people never even get to have that moment at WrestleMania and I'm, and I'm having this moment and so all of that really just hit me in that moment. And just knowing that, you know, after the match, I was hearing people say like, oh, it was the, the best match at WrestleMania. It's one of the best women's matches of all time. That that blows my mind because when I, I think about when I first got to WWE, NXT, and I'm trying to learn the business and I'm trying to watch as many matches as possible. And I'm asking people like, who should I watch? What should I do? And, and knowing that, you know, for me, it was watching Beth Phoenix um, and Jacqueline that that really inspired me. So now to know that there's, there's going to be women and girls and even men, you know, that are going to use my match as inspiration or, or and maybe there's going to be another, not Bianca Belair, because whoever it is, they'll, they'll be their own person. But maybe there's be another young lady that comes in and she's trying to figure out who to watch and Sasha Banks uh, and Bianca Belair match will, will pop up and that'll be the match that inspire her, the first match that she sees it's um like a full circle uh that's 100 percent gonna happen for sure like that <laughs> I, I guarantee you you inspired more people than you even realize with that main event and it's you're gonna see it in the next few years because i mean like if you look back at like when sasha and bailey had their takeover matches like it's it's not until like the past like year or two where you're seeing women get signed to, yeah. to wwe who are saying that's the thing that made me want to get signed. That's the thing that made me want to join wrestling. So um, I guarantee it's going to be the same way with your guys' match. Uh, since, I mean, WrestleMania is watched by way more people than TakeOver. As much as I love TakeOver, I mean, the, the, the audience that WrestleMania has is so vast that I, I, I know that that happened. There's no doubt in my mind whatsoever. But I want to know this. Is there anyone you respect or admire outside of wrestling who surprised you by reaching out after you won just to congratulate you? Oh, I mean, I had, it was like a variety of, of people that actually reached out to me from uh, uh, comedians and actors to uh, reality TV stars. Like I had like Lil Rel, who's an actor who I think is, is amazing. Um, you know, I've seen, he, you know, he's gone from, I remember the first movie I saw him, I think, you know, he was doing like small time movies. He was doing small shows and now he's like, in, in big time movies and just all over the place. It, he just had a movie like Kevin Hart. He's like, wow. Um, he was in Bad the, Trip. It was like my favorite movie of 2020. Bad Trip was hilarious. Yes. That, that movie was, was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I had uh, a Food Network TV host hit me up. I had Snooki. Uh, I had uh, 2 Chains hit me up. Uh, no, Wait, was it? you had Snooki and 2 Chains hit you up? It was uh, it wasn't two chains. Sorry, it was a rapper, another rapper. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. It's but okay. It Snooki is 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 cool enough in my opinion. I like that Snooki is still paying attention to what happens at WrestleMania since she wrestled at WrestleMania yeah. a few years ago. Yeah, and then like I had people from like Love and Hip Hop hit me up. It was uh just it was it was crazy. It was just like a lot of people that I didn't even realize that you know, we're watching, they are. And it just shows you how big WWE is. And it's just um, cool feeling when you're like, oh, wow, this is, people are watching. And people that I'm actually fans of as well are watching. <laughs> 
That's so cool. I, I like knowing that Lil Rel is a wrestling fan. That's, I had no idea yeah. of that. And I'm a huge fan of his. I think he's awesome. So that's super cool to yep. hear. Well, you had all this happen from the match at WrestleMania. Do you want to defend the title against Sasha at SummerSlam? Uh, yeah, of course. My thing is, um, you know, I took something from Sasha that, that she loves and adores. And I will say at WrestleMania, I feel like, um, you know, we were going for the SmackDown Women's Championship. But like I said, that moment was bigger than me. It was bigger than Sasha. It was bigger than the both of us. And in that moment, you know, even though I'm the person that walked out as SmackDown Miss Champion, I don't feel like neither one of us lost that night. I mean, we wanna, we, we both, we both collectively won an ESPY from that match. That's how big that match was. So neither one of us really lost that night. Um, and so I would love to have a rematch with Sasha when the only thing on the line is a SmackDown Men's Championship and to just continue to prove that I am the EST of WWE and cement the fact that I am the SmackDown Men's Champion. Um, you know, even from the, the, the past week on SmackDown when she came back and I'm like, okay, maybe we had all these amazing moments together. Maybe she's... <laughs> No, but in the back of my mind, I'm like, I don't know about this. But then I, I let my guard down and, and that happened. And, I, and what I can say is like, yeah, we made we had this amazing moment and made history at WrestleMania, but I didn't walk out of SmackDown Women's Champion. We did win an SB off of that night, but at the SB award show, I had the title on my shoulder. So can I blame her for wanting to come back and want revenge and get a rematch? No, would I have gone about it a different way? Absolutely. Uh, you know, and my thing is, I don't run from competition. I would have gladly given her a rematch, you know, because I want to keep proving that I'm the EST WWE. And while she's been off, I don't know, on spring break, I don't know. I, I've been in the <laughs> ring back, back in the ring with Bailey and Carmella, who Bailey was her right hand man for so long. So I've just been getting better and better. And, you know, I'm more than confident to go up against her again for a rematch. Let's, let's do it again. Let's do it again. Well, I mean, I feel like over the past, you know, I don't know, year and a half or whatever, you've slowly become like the horse, the four horsewomen hunter. You feuded with Bailey, you feuded with Charlotte Flair, you feuded with Sasha Banks. Uh, what are your thoughts on Becky Lynch? Man, I think Becky's amazing. Um, just the, the way that she came about and the, the man and all the accomplishment, accomplishments that she's had. And now she's gone to have a baby, which I think is an amazing comp accomplishment within itself and um i can't wait for becky to come back I, I would love to feud with becky and i always say that you know my one of my main goals like i, I look up to the four horsewomen when i was in nxt i remember just looking at the four horsewomen and and standing in in, in the locker room of nxt thinking like wow um you know they used to be here in the same spot that i'm at and now they're on raw they're on smackdown they're doing these amazing things and if i could you know ever just get up there and, and be in the same ring as them, that's when I know that like, I'm doing it, I've made it and, and I'm here now. And the fact that like, I've, I've, I've um, pinned Bailey, I've pinned Sasha, and now my, my goal is to eventually feud again with Charlotte and Becky and hopefully pin the other two, four horsewomen. And, you know, they've set this amazing standard uh, for, for women's wrestling and in WWE. And now I feel like there's like a new generation that's, that's coming through and I'm, I'm kind of at the forefront of it. And I would love to be the first woman to pin all four horsewomen and really be at the forefront of the new generation of women's wrestlers that are coming through and not saying that they need to leave or go anywhere. Cause 
they have so that's that time is not here yet at all but what i'm saying is just make room because we're coming <laughs> <laughs> well i felt like you know you you kind of talked about it how while sasha was away you were kind of growing as champion with the various matches and feuds that you have and since bailey is so good at being a heel i feel like feuding with her after wrestlemania really strengthened your role as babyface champion what was your favorite part about working with bailey everything um man Ooh, I, bailey is so talented and the, the, the amazing thing about bailey is that she's so talented at what she does that she makes it look so easy that sometimes i feel like she doesn't get the the credit that she deserves because she just makes it look so easy um, I have learned so much from Bailey, even outside of the ring, just watching how Bailey adapts to things, how she handles things, um, her creativity, her mind, uh, her, her persona, her charisma, everything, her wrestling skills and ability, everything about Bailey, she's like this, um, like this, she's a locker room leader. She, she's like a legend in the making, but I, I feel like I learned so much from Bailey, especially at Hell in a Cell. <laughs> Uh, I feel like um, a new side of Bianca Belair came out. Uh, you know, I wear this long braid and it's just like people, that's the first thing people want to do is touch my braid, touch my braid. I'm like, you know what? I got to give a reason for people not to touch my braid. And she helped me showcase what happens when you touch my hair. You're never going to win that war. She also challenged me mentally, which everyone knows, like I'm the EST WWE, right? Like physically, I'm strong, I'm fast, I'm tough, I'm rough. But even if you look at my backstory, everybody knows that like mentally, that's the part that used to always get me. That's the part that was my struggle. And she really tried to get to me mentally. And she really helped me grow mentally as a competitor, which everyone knows that's like the biggest part of when you're competing. If you're not there here, then you're not going to be able to succeed. So working with Bailey really grew me mentally, which is going to help me even more when I get in the ring with Sasha Banks. And like I said, Bailey was Sasha's right hand man. So just getting in there and getting stronger and faster and better against Bailey, that's only going to help me even more against Sasha. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's cool. It's interesting for me to hear you say that you felt that way about the match because I remember when I wrote about it afterwards on the Fox Sports website, one of the things I said was like, this was the match that I felt like your title reign needed when it, when it happened. Like this really like kind of felt like you're coming out as champion. Like you had already won the title, you'd been doing things with the title, but I kind of felt like that match was like a, a stamp to show that like, look at, I'm a champion, look at these kind of matches I can have. And it really strengthened you. So that was kind of what I was talking about when I was saying that. And like, man, that KOD on the ladder looked insane. So that match was intense. That that was probably the one the most intense match I've been a part of. It which and it was cool too. I, I was really excited to get into uh in the cell because I was one of the I was the first woman to be in Hell in the Cell that wasn't one of the first horsewomen. <laughs> four horsewomen. So I was like, okay, you know what? I gotta go in there and and I can't walk around and call myself the roughest or the toughest. And I don't I don't come out on top in this match. But yeah, I feel like that's really what um, I needed at, for, for my title reign and it was really good to have after WrestleMania to build my confidence and build the fans confidence in me as SmackDown Women's Champion. Bailey just, she brought that out of me and you know, I, I thank her for that. She, she, she brought that out of me and I'm, I'm going to continue to use that in the future. 
One thing that I find interesting in WWE returning to live events is I feel like you have to be the first main roster women's champion who is wrestling live events for the very first time while holding one of the top titles on, on a brand. Is that intimidating to you at all? You know, it, it's crazy because, you know, when I got called to Raw, uh, when I was in NXT, I got called to Raw and I was supposed to debut uh, the Raw after WrestleMania. So they were, you know, they're saying like, you're going to get this big, huge moment. That's the, the best time that you can debut. And it never happened. So when we finally got back on the road in front of fans, um, you know, people were like, oh yeah, we're back on the road. Are you excited? I'm like, well, actually I've never been on the road before. This is my very first time. Oh, and I'm SmackDown Men's Champion while I'm doing it. So it was, it was really um, cool because I felt like I got the debut that I never had, but I got it as SmackDown Women's Champion, which is even more just like, that's the best debut that anybody could ever dream of. It didn't, um, it wasn't intimidating at all. I was more so just excited. Uh, I was just hoping that when I went out there that the crowd would be happy to receive me. And I was hoping like, maybe I get some EST chance. Uh, hopefully this will feel like a big victory lap and fan reunion. So uh, for me, I was just more excited uh, to just get out there in front of the fans and celebrate with them as SmackDown is champion because I feel like they deserve that. Did you get those EST chants in the first live event? I did. It was yeah. amazing. <laughs> uh, I, like the hair whip happened. My, my entrance music hit and the crowd was just live. I've never heard the crowd louder than that of when I for my entrance music than at that show. And it's, it's like crazy, all my nerves went away. And when I got out there in front of the, the fans, I just felt like in my element, I felt so comfortable and happy. And I got the EST chants. Um, they were just, they, they received me. And, and it, it was a, a, a amazing feeling to just be out, out there in front of the fans and hear them and hear the cheers and hear the ESTs and be able to hold my title up with them. So it was cool. Uh we're almost done here, but I want to ask you one non-wrestling related topic because I feel like you might have an interesting opinion on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on all the drama over Simone Biles pulling out of Olympic events? Okay, so my thing is this. I recently actually did an interview about mental health and being an athlete. And I was saying how when I was an athlete, uh, the one thing that helped me grow as a person um, and helped me separate the difference between being a, a human and a person from an athlete and not having my identity stuck to being an athlete. I had a coach who actually put my mental health over my performance. And it was my sophomore year at Texas A&M was coach Vince Anderson. And I was going through depression, eating disorders. And I was like in a mental hospital. And I remember I got out and he told me, you can't run this year. Um, you have to go see a psychiatrist and until they clear you, then you're not cleared to run. So they benched me for my mental health. He put my mental health before my athletic performance. He put me as a human being before being an athlete. He supported that. And that helped me so much, not just as an athlete, but as a human being, it helped me with my identity, um, not being attached to being an athlete. So for Simone Biles to be on the Olympic stage and be the type, the, the caliber of athlete that she is, to be able to put her mental health before that and have coaches and a team that supported that 
and the girls went on to earn their silver medal. That's, that's amazing. And I think that that was such um, a positive representation for the world of how athletes are humans first and how mental health is so important. And I love the tweet that she put out. It, she said something along the lines of like, she never felt like she was more than her accomplishments, but because of all the support that she's gotten, she's realized that she's more than her accomplishments. So I admire her for putting her mental health as a priority and her safety as a priority. And that doesn't take away from her, her accomplishments that she's had beforehand. And she still came out and, and won Olympic medal this year. So I think that that is just such a great um, symbol that, 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 that she put out there. And I admire her. And I think that she's just inspiration for me and should be inspiration for everyone out there. See, people can I, be I inspired when like they're adults. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I also I saw an interview with her, too, where she said that she thought that, like, when she went back and saw all the other athletes that they'd kind of like, you know, kind of like feel weird. It'd be weird or awkward or whatever. But that instead, when she went back and saw all of them, they were all just coming up and congratulating her and saying, like, thank you so much for doing this. It's very important for people to be hearing this kind of a message. Well, because I feel like as an athlete, all athletes can um, relate to that. Being an athlete is very mental. Um, I actually just read uh, a book by Tiana, uh, uh, Tiana, um, that she, she was a, a long jumper and, and she was Olympic long jumper actually. And her book talks about all the mental issues that track athletes go through. And just in, as, a, as an Olympic athlete in general, we all can, um, relate to that as an athlete. It's so much mental, it's so mental and a lot of us have fought through that. A lot of us have actually fought through it during times when we knew that we should pull out and something, we, we did something stupid or we didn't perform to the best of our ability and we had to suffer in silence and no one understood why we maybe, maybe we performed that way and why this happened and how it actually has longer lasting effects after that meet is over, after that race is over that we have to go home and deal with. So I think that she's gotten so much support because everyone can relate to that. And, it's inspiring because like, like I said, a lot of times we have fought through that, but now it gives us as athletes um, the confidence to be able to step away and listen to our bodies and our minds when we know that something's not right and be okay with that. Yep, absolutely. Well, I'm glad that you said that and I, I'm glad that we were able to talk about that topic as well. I had to squeeze that one in. I'll go back to wrestling now. Normally, I end each show uh, asking my guest a few questions about their finishing move, but I already did that with you. Like you were one of the, I started doing that in my pre-podcast interviews and uh, I think you're one of the first people I even tried it on. And I was like, oh, that, that worked well. So I had to come up with three different questions about your finishing move. So let's start with the first one. Where did the name of your finishing move come from? It actually came from a J. Cole song. I'm a huge J. J. Cole fan. <laughs> And uh, it was one of his songs, but also, and I, I remember listening to it, um, but it, it also actually came from, because I wear kiss prints on my gear. And um, so like the kiss print is like my signature thing. And so when I thought about my finishing move, I was trying to think of phrases that had to do with kiss. And I was like, oh, kiss of death, KOD, perfect for the finish. So that's really where it, it, it kind of came from. And then J. Cole just kind of solidified it. Uh, second is which superstar has been the most difficult to hit your finishing move on? Um, I would say the most difficult. 
Um. Oof. Like heaviest or just like lifting wise or I don't know, like you would have trouble actually getting it on them. I would say the hardest person to get my hands on to, 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 to get it would be, um, oh, actually it was with, I hit my finish on Raquel one time, NXT on a live event and that girl's strong. So, <laughs> it, you, you know, it was like two strong people in there trying to, trying to work against each other. Um, and then probably also I would say Shayna because it was it, NXT, it was just so hard to get my hands on her um, and try to hit my finish on her and try to get that win. And, and I never got the one, two, three on it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for that to happen. It's, I feel like it's, uh, it's one of those things that, that's gonna happen one day. I'm, I'm one of those people who's still waiting for it. Uh, if for some reason you had to steal another superstar's finishing move and make it your own, which would you choose and why? I would have to steal, I gotta steal my husband's, Montez Ford Frog Splash. <laughs> he has the best frog splash in the, in, in the business. The reason why I wanna steal it is because I can't do it, um, <laughs> which is crazy and it, it, because I can do a 450 off the top rope, but I, yeah. can't, I can't just jump in, in the air and not do a flip. I have to at least do a flip. I, like he gets so high that I would go up and I would be like, Ugh! but you know, his frog splash is so high and he comes down so hard on people that he flips. So it's just like, nobody's, nobody's kicking out of that. No. <laughs> well, I love it. Bianca, thank you so much for doing this with me today. As always, I enjoy chatting with you and I can't wait to see whatever match you have at SummerSlam. I'm going to be there. So I will be cheering you on in the crowd. Thank you so much. This was fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Have a good one. See you. That was the EST of WWE, the SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. Great conversation. I hope you guys liked the closing questions that I went with. I, I actually used a lot of your suggestions that I went to social media for uh, since I was trying to replace one of the closing questions anyway. So thank you so much to all of you who sent me some suggestions. Okay. Make sure that you subscribe to Out of Character on all podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you subscribe there. And I think Apple Podcasts is like the main place where you leave reviews. So if that's the one you use, please leave a rating, leave a review if you like the show. If you didn't like the show, don't leave a review, please. It won't help me at all. But if you did, leave a review, say something nice about it. I will appreciate it very much. I read them all. Those of you who have left them, I am incredibly grateful. Also, make sure you follow WWE on Fox on social media as well, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you're still using Facebook, make sure that you follow WWE on Fox. Also, make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's where you can find the video version of this show every week, clips. You can find clips from WWE, lots of content there. Make sure that you go subscribe. Okay, that's it, I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Until next time, I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character. Download the all-new Fox Sports app now.